0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way, and we always manage to learn something too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. It is a Monday. It is a beautiful day. And somewhere, it's not really here, it's... It's foggy here, but that's that's, a, that's all right. This uh, is Positive Talk Radio, like I said, and uh, we have a extraordinarily special guest who is sitting right over there. She's someplace in parts unknown in California, and her, <laughs> name, is, her name is Michelle Blood. Michelle, how are Hi. you today?
1: Hello, lovely Kevin. Lovely to see you again. How's the farm?
0: <laughs> the, the farm is terrific, and you don't sound like you're from around these parts, so I'm going to assume that you're from Australia, yeah?
1: Yes, I'm, yes, mate, I am from down under or (laughs) down under or up and over, whichever way you're looking at it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, I was talking to a gal, she is a uh, fashion model earlier today. Her name is Maddie Fogg. She's 26 and she's from down under. And so she was explaining like the the number of snakes and spiders and, and crocodiles and all sorts of fun things that you have going on down there. And uh, it's it's. Uh, did, did you ever have any experience with crocodiles or any of those fun things down there?
1: Well, of course, I've gone to lots of crocodile parks. Actually, when Steve um, – oh, what was his last name? The crocodile guy, Steve. Oh,
0: Steve Irwin.
1: Yeah, Steve Irwin had um, – we used to do a lot of gigs up in Cairns, and we used to go and visit his crocodile farm because – he would just scare the crap out of us because he would just go in there and you know right in there with the crocodiles and we'd be like oh no can't keep you can't you can't stop looking you know so and um i remember we lived in the blue mountains for a few years when i was a little girl and mum was putting out the clothes on the clothesline outside and there was a brown snake which is deadly and she just got a rake and just threw it over the fence <laughs> And I remember once um, we were staying at this uh, family vacation place, just, you know, a little inexpensive place that mum had taken us to, and there was a black widow spider on the pillow next to my brother's head and he was only about two. (laughs) And so mum's just going, sneaking over there just to quickly put it in a shoe and then, you know, kill it without having any of the poison or anything go up. Yeah, so I've had lots of encounters. (laughs)
0: Oh, you you make it you make me want to not go there even more.
1: Oh well no if you're in the city these days, I mean I lived in the country, that's different.
0: But yeah. in
1: the city, no, I never saw anything in the city. Mm-mm.
0: By the by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle's been on the show several times. <laughs> and I highly suggest that you go back and listen to some of those because uh, we tell her complete story of uh, that she was an a, a recording artist and a musician and singer and in 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 Australia and then she had a terrible terrible uh, automobile accident and then she recovered and uh, I want to focus in on the post recovery time because you were a successful stage act you had a band you had trucks you had folks well one truck got killed when when it got into the accident with you in it um and some of your equipment and stuff but but you could have recovered from your accident and gone back to doing what you had done before singer songwriter on stage doing that but you had a fundamental change of heart and a change of desire what was that
1: well, I think it, I don't think it was actually a change of heart or a change of desire. I think it's what it, it was just a a divine intervention on the path that, that my road, the road that I had to take, because my divine purpose had at last come to fruition. Because I had full intention of um, of going back with my band and working with them, and a lot of changes in songwriting. I had all these ideas to make sure everything was positive in the lyrics from now on and really, because, I mean, one of my songs, you know, Remember Me, I'll Be Waiting, or Me, Dust Without You, Baby, uh, I decided I was going to change it all up and make everything positive music and uh, still same sort of songs, I guess, because you're a songwriter, you, but, but just keys of C and major and up there and happy because I realised how much music can change a person's whole vibration and the lyrics can change the way they're feeling. Can, you know, if you listen to the blues and you've got the blues, you know, it's like you're going to keep going down that rabbit hole of depression. <laughs>
0: so yes, you are.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so what happened was after the car accident, after I started recording and writing the affirmation music, the, that music was never intended for the public. So what happened was people actually found out about it And, you know, as a media person, journalists are always looking for a good, unique story. And I was known in Australia, so it was like, oh, let's interview her and find out out about her healing. And we heard she did this positive music. And so because of the journalists interviewing me, and, you know, Rocksing is always going to say yes to media because you've got to be known all the time, and it was a unique story, and I thought I had a positive story to tell, so I wanted to tell it. Because I wanted people to know that no matter what, how bad a situation is, you can be healed. You can be healed emotionally, uh, financially, physically, through the power of the mind and through using certain tools, particularly my positive affirmation pop music. And so I loved doing it. But then I realized, hey, I, I, I might have to put this out to the public because then um, what happened was I was getting my band was rehearsing. We were also I was also writing and recording more affirmation music because uh, these promoters, promoters of motivational speakers, spiritual leaders, authors, Dr. Deepak Chopra, Bob Proctor, all these wanted me to come and sing on tour all around Australia, singing in my affirmation music and getting everyone to sing along, having the lyrics up really big. To entertain, they thought they'd bring in a different type of audience then for, for these big events that they were putting on. You know, the smallest one we did was 3,000 people. And I'd never heard of Wayne Dyer Bob Proctor or any of these people. I had no idea who they were. But they offered me quite a bit of money to come and do this, and it was fun. And that was the way I first started replicating my own cassettes. This is just before CDs came out. It's <laughs> how old yeah. I am. That's how young I am. <laughs> and, and I was selling these at the back of the room and they were just selling like hotcakes. People loved them. And so I started, uh, you know, realising, oh, wow. And Bob Proctor was really the initiator to say, look, you just forget about your rock band. He said, come come and come and tour around the world. Come and work with all of these great speakers and people because you add a dimension that uplifts the whole thing and you can speak about how you healed your body through it as well it'd be fascinating he said go and write a book and i didn't see him for a month by the time he came back i'd written my first book he was like what and i couldn't even type <laughs> and um and so then i had to tell my band i actually did give them six months notice because the wives you know some of them had kids and wives and things and they were like no we won't make any money I said look I'll give you six months notice so I did tour for another six months just so that they could you know make their money work out what they were going to do and then I went to America then Malaysia and then I just started you know I started I decided to live in Malaysia I decided I felt spiritually connected to Kuala Lumpur to the place monkeys you know walking up the road I was like if monkeys can be free, I like this country. So I lived there for three and a half years, ended up running Bob Proctor's business, ended up having hit singles there and in other Asian countries. And and I realized that this is what I wanted to do. And it wasn't that I didn't, I, I used to get bands together, but they'd be session musicians and dancers the whole nine yards in when I but it was all my positive music. So I still ended up having hits and having bands and stuff, but I was doing it um without the traditional way of doing it. I was doing it at, at big events and at seminars. And and it was just a fantastic free way to live, even though I loved all the members of my band um, and the road crew and everything. It was such a freedom, Kevin, to travel the world on my own without having to worry about whether the guys are going to make it in time, the trucks are going to get there in time, the road crew are going to be sober enough. I mean... <laughs> and just to have these just these professional people that just get paid a lot of money to come and work with certain artists and it was like it was just heaven it was heaven to just to get myself to the airport on time and <laughs> not a huge entourage of people i just i said this is the only way to live and i was changing lives at the same time and meeting extraordinary people that were on different paths and meeting extraordinary people from all different cultures had been through so many different things in their life. And I'm not just talking about the people that would get up and speak and write books, I mean the audience. i I would just really I, I loved meeting the mu- Muslim women and getting to know why they did what they do and how they do it in Malaysia. Um, and then i would I, I was just meeting all these different cultures, all these different spiritual leaders in their countries. and and it was just, magical and it just continued to become more and more magical and the deeper I got into my spirituality and finding out what this thing called like what's it all about Alfie (laughs) was extraordinary
0: well you know um you do a um, uh, the, the, you do something on Saturdays where you invite people come to come to Zoom and to talk with you. And I was involved with one of those. And I listened to one of your positive songs before that, before right before I, I tuned in, because I love your voice. And uh, that happened to be the same day that Sidney Portier died. Um, are you, do you know who that is?
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. Guess he's coming to dinner?
0: <laughs> and all and also to Sir with love and lulu sang the song to Sir with love and your voice sounds as good or better than hers does
1: yeah i love it. lulu <laughs> yeah people have said we've, we've people have said i sound similar to her and i sound similar to um uh, uh, oh, a couple of different people but anyway
0: <laughs> yeah and uh and so you know you you have a world-class voice and then, but but you felt the need to actually, you know, help people and to do something of a positive nature. And then you went on this huge spiritual journey that took you, you some years to do and uh, to to become where you are today, which is a phenomenal uh, help to humanity. I just want you to know that.
1: Thank you, Mister McDonald.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. You know. Uh, because <laughs> You you are you are a, a delight to be around. Uh, you really have the desire to really help people achieve what they have decided they want to accomplish in life, and uh, you you are so you're so gifted at what you do, and you bring people around you, and they stay with you. And uh, um, one one guy's been he's now he just turned forty, and he's been with you for a long long time, and uh, because of all the people that you work with. Um, you are, you are special. You've got special energy and, and you work with it. Tell us about your spiritual journey though, because at one point you, you pulled back from everything because you wanted to study. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I, I've been looking for a teacher for a long time and I've been to a lot of gurus and I've been to Japan numerous times in India and different places looking for someone who knew God, who not, and I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about enlightenment. It's like Jesus Christ was enlightened, Yogananda, Paramahansa, you know. I, I wanted – I knew that there was enlightenment, and I'd seen a couple of people that I could feel were enlightened, but they were living in a country where I couldn't live. They didn't speak English. I I, I, I didn't – all I knew was I wanted someone who spoke English. I don't know, someone who was irreverent because I, I, I never – quite trusted people that acted too saintly (laughs) you
0: you always wonder what's going on inside their head
1: they start talking to you like this (laughs) and I mean I had this one woman who said she was enlightened and we were having a pre-interview this is quite a few years ago a pre-interview and she was talking to me just normally you know she didn't have a Chinese accent or anything American accent She's like, yeah, it'll be fantastic, rah rah. And then when I get on the her interview, she's like, "Hello, Michelle. It's very nice to meet you." <laughs> the feeling, the ether, something happened. I'm like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just, I don't trust this when people are pretending there's something they're not. You know, it's like please, for goodness sake, leave me now. It's like a you go to a piano teacher who can't play piano. I don't think so. But anyway, <laughs> so I was very, very blessed to meet someone called John Indara, who's been my business partner now for over 20 years. He creates all our beautiful websites, an amazing spiritual man, very funny and irreverent. And he had uh, an enlightened teacher, a fully enlightened teacher, a Mahasiddha enlightened teacher who'd left the body and so he was on a search for a teacher. So I met him at a, a, at a place, I call everything a gig, at a gig where an enlightened teacher, an Indian guy was um, going to be speaking. And John saw me looking at the books and everything after the event. And he said, do you think this guy's enlightened? And I said, I think so, but I don't think he's going to be for me. It's not, you know, it's something about, there are certain cultures, even with enlightenment, where the men are still a bit too, male oriented for example the Japanese Buddhists will say oh what a shame you were born a woman you could never become enlightened I mean just ignorance
0: Surely and simply
1: yeah and uh you know sort of these men that sort of you know it's like he was there on the stage and I think it was his wife brought a cup of tea and he went this isn't hot give me a hot cup of tea and I was like oh no (laughs) I don't think so Eventually he uh, my friend John said one of his teacher who'd left the body, his teacher had left the body a man. He said, one of the students that I know, I've been told she's become enlightened, and this is very rare, you know, this was a few years after his teacher. He said, "So please come and see her speak. She's just starting to speak to the public. And I saw her and I knew immediately. I felt tears, I felt joy, I knew her, and she's American. And she's younger than me, and she was so irreverent and so. And I was like, "This is this is everything I ever dreamed an enlightened teacher would be." And I was so blessed that she decided to teach me. So I became part of her sangha, her students. And um, I was with her for ten years until she stopped teaching. She's doing something completely different now to help the world, but in a beautiful way. And we're still in touch, and I love her very, very much. And um, so I decided to get off the grid not tour or doing seminars or singing or anything and I just wanted to get completely away from me or what I did and have no one's attention on me and just I took myself off Facebook I took took myself off everything all social media and just study with her I mean I still had to do some work which I did because I had to have a roof over my head but um So I studied, I meditated for hours and hours every day. I did everything that she told me to do. It was the most amazing experience. I travelled to Egypt and all these other places with her. Um, It it was just extraordinary. And I eventually became awakened myself. And so now she totally supports that I'm now teaching and have students from all over the world. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing story. I can't believe this little australian singer who actually left school when she was 15 and left home when i was 15 <laughs> you know that uh, all of these extraordinary things could happen my education was life and books
0: and that's that's the, the, a truly gifted education i did want to mention i've i've worked with some people that have claimed to be enlightened and wonderful human beings, and I watch them in the in their unguarded moments. When, as an example, if you are going out to lunch with somebody, and they're rude to the waitress unnecessarily, no. uh, just just because they're enlightened, and they're, I, I take that as being, no, you are not, um, and that, uh, I've, and I've I've left a few people in that respect because I I think that we need to be kind to everyone and and loving to everyone and that's what you do um and i i haven't been out to lunch with you yet i hope to do that soon
1: oh yeah for sure
0: (laughs) yeah because you you are just phenomenal and you you are doing things to help mankind and and with the work that you're doing after after your teacher retired and moved on to something else and you decided to teach yourself was that a hard decision to make or was that just an easy transition
1: no i actually started teaching um about three years before she retired because oh, I think okay. I was with I was with her for about 12, 13 years. Um, because I had to because I'd been awakened for a couple of years by then and you just you know I did a lot of experimenting to make sure that when I was transmitting light, it actually healed. It actually created women who couldn't get pregnant getting pregnant and having full baby beautiful babies and all and I did that for free for years just to really know for sure because one of the things that you feel once you're awakened is it's impossible to <laughs> you feel such love for each and every person you just want to get inside their skin you know when you see a beautiful chubby little baby and you smell the Johnson's baby powder on it and they've got their chubby little arms and you just want to bite into them they, you just love them so much babies are god yeah. without without you can communicate with a, a baby and or an animal so easily, because it's just God un- unveiled. <laughs> yes. And that's what I felt for every single person I saw. I mean, it, it was nearly impossible to go to see a movie without, I would feel someone was sad or something, and I'd want to just put my arms around them. It's, that's the hardest thing is um, because you know, you feel the divine in every single person that you're seeing. It's like Mother Teresa, she, she was amazing. She saw Jesus in everyone. So she was in love with every leper, every single person that she saw. Amma, Amma, who is an enlightened, beautiful woman from India, fully enlightened Amma, she's called the hugging nun. And that's all she sees. When she hugs a person, they feel that. It's like, oh, my darling, you know, in in her language, but in English it's like, oh, my darling, I love you, I love you. It's like God through her, the mother, the divine mother through her just Loving each and every person, and and it is like that. It's like I, I know this woman wrote this book, and she's telling everyone she's enlightened. This American woman, and I won't mention her name because she's still trying to do good in the world. And I think what happens is people have like a kundalini rush, and it it feels like you're enlightened when you first get kundalini rushes. I had them for two years before my full awakening, and they think they're enlightened, but their ego is still in the way. So if they put themselves on a pedestal, it's different if they're from India. It is just, or Japan, it is just natural that you bow, you know, prostrate yourself because that's that culture. But when people that are from the West want people to treat them like that, I just say that's rubbish because everyone is equal. Every single person is absolutely the same. If you put yourself and everyone has the, the capability of becoming awakened as well. And so she um, said her husband had been having a um, an affair with her assistant, <laughs> and she she just she she just hit you know hit the rocks and screamed and yelled and destroyed mirrors and things. And I said, look, that woman can't be enlightened. You don't feel that way. If you did, I mean, I'm not that way inclined, and I haven't been since my awakening of the opposite sex. It just sometimes it just disappears in people when you're so in love with God and with everyone else, you're not interested in sex or anything, because going into a high Samadhi is a million billion times beyond any orgasm you could ever have. It really is that it's that good. (laughs) And I was pretty experienced in the other one before. So I know.
0: (laughs) Well, there's some information that I wasn't sure was going to get out anyway, but uh
1: but anyway, But kind of- so i just said look that's impossible you, what you would do if you actually were married and something like that happened you'd be like please go for it whatever makes you happy i mean it's just exactly it's just the way you feel
0: <laughs> I, I have to ask you just describe the enlightenment process that oh, you wow. went through that uh, that you came out the other side because now you can you can talk to somebody and give them light from you like you ask for pictures and you and you and give you've done great things for this show and for me um and uh and stuff so i i I really appreciate it but describe the enlightenment process how did that feel what did that what was that like
1: it's impossible Nothing is impossible except what you just asked me, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> it's,
0: yes, it, well, it's like, you know, people that 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 uh, have a near death experience and go to the other side and they say, you know, the love I can't I I I can't describe it. The colors, I can't describe it. It's just indescribably delicious, but I can but you, there are no words to describe it. Is that kind of how you feel?
1: Uh well, I can use words to describe it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, but but does it do it just
1: But it won't won't describe it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. exactly.
1: Well, uh, what happens is after years of meditating, to get yourself totally in the silence where there is no thought, there's not even a floating cloud of a thought, you end up going into what's called samadhi, which is um, your consciousness leaves your body and you are just in this state of blissful awareness but you're still aware of yourself. So it's not full enlightenment, but you can go into deep states of samadhi. And they've been able to uh, take pictures of the brain. I don't know what that's called technically, (laughs) but they've been able to see when someone's meditating, they've actually done studies in many hospitals, including John Hopkins, and seen the different parts of the brain that light up. Because we weren't given this huge gray mass for only a little tiny weeny bit of it to be used and the the more you go into the silence and, and this is what scientists did have been doing for hundreds of years they would go into what they didn't call it meditation into the silence into a dark room and just say this is what I want to have happen how can that happen and then they would go into the silence and then all of a sudden they'd always have a pen handy like I always do And they just start writing down, not automatic writing, I'm not talking about that, but they just, all the ideas would start downloading because they're going into a space where divine wisdom is, where omniscient wisdom, everything that's ever known, will be known, has been known in all dimensions and all places and all times where there is no time in the timelessness just to be a little bit zen here. And um, they get the download of what it is that is required for them to understand how to make that particular invention or what to do. And so it's a very interesting place to be because when you come out of one of these deep meditations, you know things that you didn't know before, that you've never studied, you just know, and that's what's called a satori. Some people call it an aha, but it goes way beyond an aha. So after many years of doing that, and I would totally focus on, you know, getting the the shishumna along the base of the spine is a hollow tube It's not hollow, though. It's filled with um, all the emotions, all the things that people have. I, I better not go too deeply into that part of it because that's more technical. And anyone could go to my website and watch any of my videos where I talk about the whole process and how the Shishumna works and how you get into your enlightenment. But to start with, there's this tiny speck. So in the middle of the brain, where the pineal gland is, that's actually the third eye. And the reason it's been called the third eye for so long is because that is actually melatonin in the middle of the brain, this pineal gland, and it helps reflect light or darkness to these two eyes. That's why it's called the third eye. So this was all known a long time before they ever knew what was in the brain, you know, and I didn't know about the pineal gland or anything either. I actually saw and tasted this liquid, ambrosia, Uh it, during one of these deep samadis and I could see this lightning bolt come out from the middle of my brain through here and then I started scientifically reading what <laughs> what goes on there it's like there's a mystical reason for every part of our body that people don't understand the scientists still don't know everything about the pineal gland and how important it is but um that opens what's called a stargate so when people leave the body I mean when they people say they've they die but no one dies. You. Right. our immortal consciousness you just come in a different car different looking vehicle <laughs> and no one is going to cry about getting a new mercedes
0: <laughs> well, especially when, you- when the, the old one is beat up and it's yeah, tired exactly. and, and right. you know, the, the tires are bald and they, you know and, and things don't work the way they used to and all and they that. try to
1: talk themselves into. But I still love my Volkswagen. I don't want to get rid of it. But here's a new Mercedes. Oh, okay then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. do that. Yep. that would be fun.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I should say a new hybrid. I'd be very political then. Anyway, <laughs> so I I would have these moments where I'd have flashes, and I would. And that's the beginning of the Stargate. But when you actually go through a stargate from the kundalini rush, you sometimes you come straight back into your body. But the first time I did it, it's like a rush so loud. It's incredibly loud, like a roaring. And people have called it like buzzing of bees. I wouldn't really say buzzing of bees. It's impossible to. But you you go faster than the speed of light through this thing. Unbelievable. And then you're in a different dimension. And it sort of feels like you're in space, but you're not thinking. But what I noticed the first time, I could see 360 degrees around me. And as soon as I knew that I could, I went zoom, straight back into my body because then uh, my human attention had come back on, the ego part, and it wasn't bearing witness anymore. You, When you're actually exper- experiencing it, you don't know you're experiencing it. You just are experiencing it. You remember every single little thing about it, every experience you have. but. Uh, You know, over about six months, I kept going through the stargate, going into higher and higher dimensions, coming back into the body because I thought again. (laughs) And then uh, then one magical moment, just I just went into not a stargate, just white light sort of like they call it like a thousand suns, but not hot. Right. But it is kind of hot, the Kundalini energy. You just kind of come out of it from the tears, which aren't emotion. It's just the light affects you so much. And sweating, it's pretty hot, actually. Not a thousand suns hot, but it's still pretty hot energy. And even to this day, because the Kundalini energy is so hot, even when in the winter when it's snowing, I have to have my windows open and my cats get under the quilt because they're so <laughs> cold. <laughs> but, um, once that happens and you're just in this light and you're not bearing witness, you are the light, when you come out of that, you're never the same again. That's full enlightenment. And it it took quite a long time for me to be able to handle because your senses become stronger. You can smell everything. You can hear everything. You're like the puppy dog's ears. It's intense. It's, it's not easy to even go through that. And if people say it's easy to become enlightened and it's easy to meditate, they're trying to sell you something because it's not. I'm not going to tell anyone it's easy, but it's worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that it's a, it's amazing because and now that white light because I again in the near death study thing I've had people they've gone towards a white light uh, or towards a bright light and then they're turned around and they and they and they get to come back is that in, in where you were is that the 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 root of the, all knowledge or where everything is where you become um enlightened and you have a, an understanding of how everything works because you do have that understanding of how it all works together and how synchronicity it is and how it all works together and uh, it's it's pretty amazing that you are who you are
1: well it's just the experience you know things through experience not through reading a book and it's, it's fascinating to me, you know, some, some of the, you know, we've done these three day events where I will talk for 12 to 14 hours straight. And I give everyone lunch and people fly in from all over the world. This is before the lockdown. And I would sit there, not in amazement, but just bearing witness to what I was teaching. And when someone asked a question and how the perfect answer was there for them. Even today I did this session with Lauren, one of my students from New Zealand, and he had his dog there. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I should put my dog down or not because he's got these um, nervous things. He, he's not walking quite properly. And he said to me, what do you think? And he put the, you know, the camera onto the dog and I saw everything. I saw that the dog was constipated, that its nerves were uh, a little shot, but he was but he was bright in consciousness. And I said, oh, no, 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 you don't put this dog down. He's bright in consciousness. I said, you've got to start feeding him coconut oil immediately to get rid of the constipation. And that virgin olive, uh, organic virgin coconut oil, he already had some because I always say to people, digest that stuff, put it on your skin. It's just amazing. It's The healing properties in... Um, and the studies that they've done on AIDS, on cancer, on on Alzheimer's with people doing coconut oil is amazing. But big pharma don't want you to know about those results. But let's not go let's not go too deep. And turmeric, a lot of turmeric and coconut oil. And I said, give this to your dog. And he he straight afterwards. This is just this morning. He sent me a photograph. Of the dog going loving the coconut oil, just eating it up, and it's like I know that this dog is going to be so much better. Just it sounds like such a little thing, but I get a download. It's not me; it's from being tapped into that omniscient wisdom, and then I know what to say and what to do without thinking about it. There's no thought, no preparation for any event. I might do a couple of titles or something and give them. This is what we're going to talk about, but I don't plan anything. Whereas before my enlightenment. When I did do events and I had to speak and sing, I was completely rehearsed, completely prepared. It's like a rock singer if you were doing a co- – I've done cover bands. And you go up there and you don't know all the lyrics. How are you going to do the – you know, you have to know the lyrics back to front. Like an actor going in and doesn't know the script, he's going to be thinking about the script. He's got to. He's going to be acting instead of just living that new person, persona that he has to become. And so it's fascinating to me when I hear what comes out of my mouth (laughs) and, and some, you know, people going, she can't be enlightened. She just cursed. (laughs) She's drinking diet Coke. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so interesting what people think, you know, they think it's you saintly then well, you know you are purified and there are things that you won't do you won't do things that are going to harm people or harm your own body or anything like that ever and you're not interested in carnal things as much and that is for sure so if that makes you what people think is saintly but still I think because you don't care what anyone thinks and you just love each person anything that needs to come out of your mouth just comes out (laughs) shock factor sometimes just whoa for people to go whoa okay i'm awake now
0: (laughs) (laughs) well this but i i agree with you you know the human condition is such and the we are the we are not we we're real and you're one of the most real people i've ever met because you are really real and yes occasionally there'll be a curse word that'll cross your lips and stuff and but it's diff- done differently when you do it when when because it it has effect and it has it it and it you do it for, you do it for effect and you also do it because you you're also human and you know that you're very human but you're also have got this other side to you that is and you know it's interesting that you say that you never plan for anything because every time I've heard you speak, it sounds like it's something that, that you've thought a, a great deal about and have put a lot of time in, but, and, and you know, what's really weird. Um, Michelle is, by the way, we're talking with Michelle blood and go to her website. Uh, the mystical experience is one of them, right?
1: Yep. The mystical com. Lots of free videos there.
0: And also, and also, by the way, she's also got a bunch of CDs. That are all positive affirmation in their music and for some reason music and words seem to work so much better together to raise the vibration even higher and to make it happen faster um that's that's kind of my my belief how about you
1: well it's it's fact studies have been done on it now which is amazing because when i first did it it was like the the, the lyrics the affirmations going to the left side of the brain the music and the melody, the right side of the brain, it goes into your subconscious mind 300 times faster than if you're attempting to just say your affirmation or write your affirmation down. That will work, but you have to be persistent and your doubting mind will have an opportunity to say, oh, stop this. It's rubbish. It's not working. So with the song, it goes straight into your subconscious mind and it, it plants a new positive seed so that you can lift your vibration up and start Seeing possibilities instead of what can't be done, you start seeing what can be done to improve your life.
0: And so, I um, will tell you that you, there are some of your songs. If I were, I'm not in the working world today. This is what I do for a living. Uh, and this is what I do for fun, uh, in, in any event. But uh, um, if I was working, going to work every day, I would put your CD in my CD player if you still have one. Or or your MP3 player or whatever you're doing now. And I would play it on my way to work because it changes your mindset. It changes who you how you feel. You can go in with a real positive, uplifting attitude. And by the way, you might get a promotion out of that because people like to be around positive people. And if you're if you're always in the dumps, it doesn't work. But if but so so get her CDs and you can go to the right?
1: Yeah, uh, for, for the CDs, you could just go to actually all my products are on something called Magnet2Success.com or Amazon.com or iTunes or Barnes & Noble. Just go. They're everywhere. <laughs>
0: yes. And that's just Michelle Blood. So so you can find and just Google her. She shows up in like the first 10 pages uh, of all the all the stuff that you do. And it really is remarkable. And you do also do something that I'm about to experience on Wednesday. That I haven't had the opportunity to do with you yet, and that is now. I've interviewed you several times, but that's a little bit different. Um, when we, when what, what exactly are we going to do on Wednesday, and why is it important?
1: Well, it's going to be just you and I on a Zoom, just um, speaking about. I always get downloads before I even speak to people, but what happens is I'm speaking to you. It's like a, a divine mastermind to find out what it is that you want, what your goals are and what can be done. And I just get all these downloads of what can be done and what to do next. And I adore assisting people in any way I can to meet the right people, to raise money for them if they require it, which one of my students is now helping a 14 year old boy get his new book out who um, has learning disabilities. It's a beautiful book. I mean, whatever we can do. we So we mastermind together. And then I also do a, a very, very powerful light transmission to and a prayer. And then I get the person to do certain affirmations after me. This is all kept so they can listen to it over and over again li- later. And then they get all the ideas. I mean, just the other day, uh, some students of mine had uh, – they wanted to get a, a new dentist into their office that they own who's holistic and positive. And, and so I did a prayer for them and I saw this person. I could see this person. And literally I got this email, OMG, 15 minutes after they'd done the call, they got the person.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> An email wow. came in from this holistic dentist who said she'd love to work with them. So... Um, Yeah, it doesn't amaze me anymore, but it fascinates me how once your mind is awakened, how your intention, your prayer is then able to be clear for the divine to go ahead because the divine can do anything. And like Mother Mira, who's a beautiful enlightened woman from India, says so perfectly, and she's alive today, she says, God wants you to have everything that will bring you happiness everything that will bring you peace, ask for everything. And it's not to be selfish. I think it's the opposite. If you are suffering in any area of your life, you can't focus on your inner world. You can't focus on assisting other people that are suffering. So whatever area someone is suffering in, I will get a new dentist. I don't care what it is. (laughs) The only thing I won't do is do anything to do with romance. Right. I will not pray for someone to have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, anything. That's right out of my periphery. I've been told by the My Divine, never do that because I don't want to interfere in someone's personal path or their journey. They may need to have a certain relationship to work out karmic crap <laughs> that needs <laughs> that needs to be cleaned, you know, clean off that crap. So. Yeah. Uh, And so I don't ever do anything like that. I don't do anything too specific. I will say the things that I want. Like when I met Trevor, my personal assistant, I had already written down all the things that I wanted in an assistant. Loyalty, didn't want to do what I did, which Trevor certainly doesn't want to do. Had an ability to learn a lot of different skills, even if they didn't have the skills. And everything, everything that I wrote down, Trevor is. He's amazing. And John taught him how to, you know, he taught himself how to do Excel. Him and I went through learning the accountancy, teaching him how to do customer service, how to be really loving because he's a little bit, he was a little bit standoffish. So I put on his computer when I first, more love, more love. Every time you send an email, you've got to say it out loud.
0: <laughs> That's why he says more love every time I get an email from him.
1: John started it. because Oh, kept- very nice. Molov, because it gets people into a vibration of fun and everything. And every single phone call, any interview I do with anyone, even if I'm talking to a plumber, I end the conversation with, "Great, I'll see you on Wednesday." Molov.
0: <laughs> Seeing it's the it's, it's the it's the positive vibration and energy that uh, can affect everything about you and everyone around you and it can affect them in a great in a great way as well so it's 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 you know i, I could t- i could talk to you for hours do you know that we've been doing this for like 45 minutes already it seems no, like about two
1: but kevin you know that you're my favorite person and right, um, right, you know i even emailed to some people that i would love for you to meet and they will meet you and i meant it when i said that he's my favorite radio voice and it's like Someone said to me today, what about personality? What do you think about personality? And I said, I don't think there is such a thing as personality or bad personality or good personality. What I think is it's the person's soul. It's their heart. Uh, So a person who has someone says they've got a good personality, it means they've got a heart, a generous heart, that they care about what other people are saying. They don't want to interrupt them with their story unless they're being interviewed (laughs) and, and that they, they love, they have compassion and they care about other people. And then you think, and they've got a good sense of humor that comes from the soul that comes from what you, you bring it from the, your past life. People that have got a bad personality. I don't think that is personality because it's not hard. It's fear. They're just fear. That's all. So you don't want to be nasty to them. Just, just, just know that the divine presence within each person, no matter how sad they seem, can create any miracle. And just visualize those sad, sad people, visualize them smiling and laughing and happy. And that is one of the most powerful prayers you can do for anybody.
0: And it will come to pass. It will and come it to it if, shall
1: be <laughs> if they
0: if they choose for it to come to pass. But there may be, you know, I you know, is there so many layers involved with with? our experience here on earth that that we it's hard to know what what anybody but all you can do you're right is just let them be the gospel according to paul mccartney just let it be
1: yeah let it be yeah And, and i i love that you mentioned that because uh it's really really important for people to understand that if something don't go down rabbit holes of philosophy and um in a mystical rabbit hole I I always say kiss. Keep it simple and spiritual.
0: Oh, that's even better. (laughs) I thought you were going to use another word there.
1: Yeah. If somebody is is saying, oh, this is really challenging to understand, you don't need to understand it. The mind just thinks it needs to be smart. You don't need to be smart. You just need to be loving and kind. And whatever you need to know, it's like I, I think of it, the divine gives us, what we need to know on a need-to-know basis. If you're trying to understand something, I'm not talking about mechanics or science. If you're trying to understand some sort of philosophy or something in your life and you go down a rabbit hole, what good is that going to do you? Just next, next, next.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, and just let it be. And, and it'll all sort itself out um, in, in one manner or form and just, just stay above it and you'll be fine. This Michelle Blood, up. go to michelleblood.com that would be a great place to go to start your search uh, for all of the things that she does. She's got almost more websites than I do. And so and, but, but we do
1: have the, the, the um. I don't know what's actually on it. It's probably a lot of stuff on it. That's free. My dot success.com forward slash positive talk for your audience. Trevor's put something together there. I don't know what it is this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so say that again for the for the audience,
1: my divine dot forward slash positive talk.
0: You are so kind, and I thank you so much. I love would you it. Would, would you like to take a moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know before we wrap up?
1: Oh, I just want you to know that this too shall pass, whatever it is you feel you're going through. Don't go down the rabbit hole of political stuff or what's going on in the world. Just know. Know that you are loved and everything is possible, nothing is impossible, everything is possible. Just know that you are loved and you have this beautiful divine diamond that is your true immortal consciousness. And believe it or not, you're awesome.
0: <laughs> and Michelle, I want to thank you. I I needed this conversation today, and well, there you're are. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there are others that are going to benefit from this over time. And I'm just grateful that you chose to come on my show. And I appreciate it.
1: I love you, Kevin.
0: I love you too. And I I'll, uh, stay right there. I'll be right back. I got to do this. And then I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KM Media. Pro. Please visit our website oddly enough named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all i'm kevin mcdonald and i'm proud of these shows and i truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family so on behalf of our entire team remember be kind to each other because each other's all we've got we'll see you next time